48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories, the financial secretary says the SAR is on its way to its biggest ever deficit. Hong Kong passengers stuck on a cruise ship face more quarantine when they get home. And a consumer watchdog warns that panic buying is pushing up the cost of toilet roll. The financial secretary, Paul Chan, says he expects the budget deficit for the next fiscal year to be the highest the SAR has ever recorded. Timmy Sung has more. In a post on his official blog, Mr. Chan said the government was on its way to record deficit, but it could still afford relief measures as he had more than $1.1 trillion in reserves. The administration announced a $25 billion package on Friday to help people and businesses affected by the coronavirus outbreak. Mr. Chan said that, besides the virus, the SCL's economy was still suffering from the impact of violent protests last year. He said he expected the administration to be in the red for some years and it would have to pay more attention to financial sustainability and not spend beyond its means. Ms. Chen is expected to report Hong Kong's first fiscal deficit in 15 years when he gives his budget later this month. The SAR's previous biggest deficit was more than $60 billion in 2001 and 2002. Executive Councillor and Dr. Lam Qingchoi says the government needs to do more to explain the need for new clinics that have sparked protests. The clinics will treat people with mild symptoms of coronavirus should the outbreak widen. People in Taipo, Kennedy Town and Aberdeen took to the streets yesterday to complain that the government hadn't consulted anyone and was putting clinics in, re- clinics in residential areas. Police arrested 33 protesters in Tinsawai. Dr. Lam urged people to understand the clinic's purpose. It is our responsibilities to communicate to the public what is the exact arrangement for the designated clinics, how to make sure all these clinics uh, will not affect uh, the surrounding neighborhood. I think uh, we can do better, but as far as I myself concerned, I would like to uh, pledge to the public that according to uh, various experts, no matter in the uh, CHP or uh, even our experts, they regard all these uh, setting up of their clinics proper, uh, hygienic and safe. The government says hundreds of cruise passengers who spent days trapped on board a ship quarantined off Yokohama will face a further two weeks in quarantine camps on their return. It's arranging free flights home for people on board the Diamond Princess as soon as they're allowed off. Robert Kemp reports. Around 300 people have caught the coronavirus on board the ship, including at least 11 Hong Kong residents, in the largest outbreak outside mainland China. The government said, according to the cruise operator, there were around 330 Hong Kong residents on board, including 260 SAR passport holders and around 70 holding a foreign passport. But given the risk to public health, the government also said those returning would face another 14-day quarantine period at a quarantine centre upon their arrival in Hong Kong. Officials in Hubei, the centre of the coronavirus outbreak, have announced another drop in new cases. More than 1,800 people were confirmed infected yesterday. The third consecutive day, the number has decreased. The disease has killed more than 1,600 people. The Director General of the World Health Organization, Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, said the agency was worried about the way the outbreak was being managed in China. We're concerned about the severe disruption in the market for personal protective equipment, which is putting frontline health workers and carriers at risk. We're concerned about the levels of rumor and misinformation that are hampering the response. And most of all, 
We're concerned about the potential havoc this virus could wreak in countries with weaker health systems. The head of the Consumer Council, Gilly Wong, says everyone will lose out if the panic buying of toilet paper continues as it's already getting more expensive. Long lines have formed and supermarket shelves have been wiped clean as rumors spread that supply would dry up due to a production shutdown on the mainland. Ms. Wong said she'd been reassured that plenty more toilet paper is on its way. The major supermarket chains, the price hasn't gone up that much, but unfortunately all the different offers that we used to enjoy in the past disappeared. So at the end, it is um, the, the consumers suffered for in terms of their financial side that they have to pay more. For the uh, drugstores, we can see the price also fluctuate quite a bit for toilet rolls. We would urge the public that since we get almost 100% confirmation that the plants op- operate and the stock coming in with many, many times of inventory that we are using, if we control a little bit on, on our purchase, probably, you know, the market should back to normal, you know, fairly soon. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Pro-democracy lawmaker Kenneth Leung has urged the administration to provide a weekly update on the number of masks it holds as the coronavirus outbreak continues. Speaking on RTHK's Letter to Hong Kong program, Mr Leung, who represents the accountancy sector, criticized officials' handling of the shortage. He demanded a complete stock take. Despite the government throwing around various figures of how many masks it has ordered globally, and how many masks are being produced locally. Nobody really knows where exactly these masks are. They surely aren't in the hands of the needy, as evidenced by the long lines outside various stores every day. To improve transparency, the government should provide a weekly update on the stock of masks produced by the Correctional Services Department, the remaining stock within the hospital authority, the stock procured by the Government Logistics Department, and the stock that is available in the market. In other news, the chief executive of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, has warned that the Internet risks losing its ability to spread information freely if it's subjected to excessive regulation. He told the Munich Security Conference that he was worried about the way authoritarian governments were policing websites. But Mr. Zuckerberg said social media firms shouldn't be left to decide what counts as free speech. We don't want private companies making so many decisions about how to balance social equities without a more democratic process. Where the lines, in my opinion, should be drawn is there should be more guidance and regulation from the states on the balance of free expression and and some things that people call harmful expression. Where do you draw the line? What kinds of systems should companies have to develop? The Venezuelan government says huge numbers of soldiers and civilians have begun a two-day military drill to prepare for what it describes as the threat of invasion by U.S.-led forces. Speaking on state television, the defense minister, Vladimir Padrino, said the militia played a vital role in the country's defense. There are more than 2,300,000 militiamen and women who have joined this drill. The incorporation of the militia as a special component of our national armed force gives it substantial added importance for all defence purposes of Venezuela. Sport England's Premier League on in England's Premier League top side Liverpool went to bottom side Norwich last night, but the Reds didn't have it all their own way in a stormy evening before a late Sadio Mane goal sealed it. Here's how the BBC's John Murray saw it. Not even Storm Dennis could check Liverpool's march to the title as Liverpool extended their lead even further to 25 points with a late winner 
substitutes Sadio Mane striking in the 78th minute after Zimmerman failed to deal with Henderson's long pass. Both teams had struggled to cope with the blustery wind and squally rain. Norwich only occasionally threatened on the break, although Tetty did shoot from an angle against a post when it was goalless. Goalkeeper Tim Krull had earlier produced an outstanding double save from Salah and Keita, and belief was growing Norwich might become only the second team to stop Liverpool winning in the Premier League this season. But Sadio Mane had other ideas. Tonight's Premier League action starts with Aston Villa hosting Tottenham at Villa Park. Villa are just one point above the relegation places and manager Dean Smith say they need to make their home games count. Got a great result in their last last game against uh, Manchester City. And, um, you know, it'll be a tough game for us, but we're the home team. And I've said many times before that our season will be defined on how we do at Villa Park. And, you know, it's going to be an opportunity for us to get our supporters behind us and, you know, um, against a very good team. In the late game, Arsenal take on Newcastle. Swedish pole vaulter Armand Duplantis has set a new world record for the second time in the space of a week. Competing in Scotland on Saturday, the 20-year-old beat the height he managed in Poland last week by one centimetre. The BBC's commentary team watched the athlete, who goes by the nickname Mondo, achieve the feat on his first attempt. American-born Swede Armand Duplantis, 20 years of age. In the space of a week, a world record beckons. 6 metres, 18... For Mondo, has he got enough today? Yes, he has! Unbelievable! He is on a roll. To end the news, our top stories once again. The financial secretary says the SAR is on its way to its biggest ever deficit. Hong Kong passengers stuck on a cruise ship face more quarantine when they get home. And a consumer watchdog warns that panic buying is pushing up the cost of toilet roll. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. 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 Experience.